Thank you, Lauren. May God add his blessing to the reading of the scriptures this morning, and may the words from my mouth be what we need to hear. Well, there was a single lady who was asked what her favorite verse of scripture was, and she said, oh, that's easy. It's the one that says, if any man will come after me, let him. She was talking about one of the verses that Lauren just read for us this morning. If any man, Jesus said to his disciples, she left that part out. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark writes this. Uh, he, it says that he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said this. And then Jesus adds these words. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. And then the phrase that I want to focus in on a little bit this morning. What good is it for a man, a person, to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Years ago, there was a man who put his soul up for sale on eBay. He sold his soul for $400 before the listing was removed and he was suspended from eBay. He said uh, in his ad, please realize I make no warranties as to the condition of my soul. As of now, it's in near mint condition with only minor scratches. Due to difficulties involved with removing my soul, the winning bidder will have to wait until my natural death. Well, eBay had previous to that blocked many people who uh, tried to do something similar, but somehow this guy slipped through. The bidding started at five cents, and we're told that his ex-girlfriend bid 666. I don't know what that tells you. But she was beaten at the last hour by a woman from Des Moines, Iowa, who bid the price of $400. Now the guy said, I don't think she's going to be able to collect on my soul, to be honest. He said, I wasn't serious. I was just bored one day, and I'm a geek, so anytime I'm bored, I do something on my computer. I would guess that some people have been willing to sell their souls for different reasons. I don't care what you get, that would be a very, very bad deal. What good is it for a person to gain their whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Our reading, first of all, tells us that we don't live in a world that is only material. You see, there's a spiritual side to this world that we live in. Madonna sang a song years ago called Material Girl. Who remembers that one? Yeah, yeah. The chorus says, we are living in a material world and I am a material girl. Madonna has often said that had she known that the results of this song were going to be what they are, she would have never recorded it. She regrets recording this song. She said, material girl became my nickname because of that song. And she said if she'd known that, she would have not recorded that song. Well, it stuck, and she's, uh, 
still to this day known by many as a material girl. But the truth is, many people in this world live like it's only a material world. And there is not that spiritual side to it. Not long after Jesus taught about gaining the world and losing your soul, there was a man named Nero who was a Roman emperor. And he lived in glorious splendor. We're told that he commanded that beautiful porches a mile long would be built around his palace. The ceiling of his banquet hall had hidden showers that would spray perfume lightly on his guests. He, his crown was worth a half million dollars. He, his, his mules wore silver shoes. Wherever he traveled, a thousand chariots went with him. And he refused to wear the same garment twice, no matter how expensive it was and how beautiful it was. He would only wear it one time, and then it had to be disposed of. He taxed the people unmercifully to pay for all this stuff. Yet, with all his riches and splendor, he was still a gloomy, dissatisfied, unhappy man. The immense wealth that he had could not satisfy his soul. And even with every pleasure his world could afford him, Nero, in the end, committed suicide. It happens. People seek after wealth. They seek fame. They seek fortune. They seek pleasure. They seek every means of escape. But if they don't seek God, if they live only in a material world, forgetting about that spiritual side of this life, they're never and never can be satisfied. A young man was born in a log cabin in Oregon. His parents were hippies, and they named him for the river of life. You might have heard his name. It's River Phoenix. River Phoenix was one of the most respected young actors of his generation. He and his siblings broke into show business when they were, all, when they were young. And he was soon helping to support his family. He bought a farm for his parents. And in 1985, he starred in his first movie, Stand By Me. I'm sure some of you remember that one. This was followed by several more movies. He was nominated for an Oscar and for his role in Running on Empty. He also played young Indiana Jones in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. For one movie, he won the National Society of Film Critics Best Actor Award. River Phoenix had it all. He had it all. He had fame. He had wealth. He had the respect of his peers. And yet, his life ended where? His life ended in a gutter, in a curb, outside the Viper Room, which was a trendy West Hollywood nightclub in the wee hours of the morning on Halloween of 1993. He died of a drug overdose. River Phoenix was 23 years old. How very sad. What happened to River Phoenix? I don't know, but I suspect that it had something to do with the condition of his soul. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not judging him. It's not my place to do that. None of us have the right to judge anyone else. But we can express our sorrow 
And I'm very sorry to hear any time about the waste of a talented young life. And that's what happened in the case of River Phoenix. Whatever he was searching for in life, it seems like he probably did not find it. What good is it, Jesus said, for a man to gain the whole world, fame, fortune, adoration by people, yet lose his soul? King Charlemagne lived from 742 to 814 A.D. He conquered much of Western Europe, including France, Switzerland, Belgium, the Netherlands, parts of Italy, Germany, Austria, and Spain. Everywhere Charlemagne's troops went, they, they spread education and the Christian religion. His rule unified and stabilized much of Europe, making him one of the most powerful rulers in the history. Yet, in spite of all of Charlemagne's power, he arranged at his own death to have his body displayed with his hand resting on our verse today. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Charlemagne knew that that was a bad deal. This is more than a material world. And we are more than material beings. That's the second thing that we see in our reading. We are more than material beings. One philosopher put it like this. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. In other words, we have a soul. Or better yet, we are a soul. James Kidd was a lonely man. He spent most of his life in a copper mining town in Arizona. But Kidd was very troubled. On January 2nd of 1946, he sat down and he wrote out his will. Four years later, he disappeared and he was never seen or heard from again. People responsible for the settlement of his will, 16 years later, after he had disappeared, discovered that he had left almost $200,000, which was a lot of money in, 1940, in the 1940s. He left almost $200,000 for research, for some scientific proof of a soul of a human body which leaves at death. Many have searched to find a spot in the body that they could identify as the soul. It's not there. You'll find the soul in the same place that you find love, hope, peace, joy, and all those other positive emotions. You can't put those emotions in a test tube, but we know that they exist. Just because we can't see love, for example, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. We know it exists. We've seen love in action. We see it in action all the time. And just because we can't find a physical location for the soul within our body does not mean that it doesn't exist. We have a soul. You have a soul. You are a soul. Our soul is who we really are. Paganini, the great violinist. There's a story told about how one day he came out to perform and the people applauded as they always did when he, came, when he stepped out onto the stage. And as the applause ended, 
he looked at his violin and he thought, something's wrong here. And he gave it a, another look and he saw that it, it wasn't his violin. He had a very valuable, famous violin. This was an old junkie, secondhand used violin. He felt like he was paralyzed, he said, for a minute. And then he turned and turned to his audience and told them that there had been some kind of a mistake and that he didn't have his violin. And so he stepped back behind the curtain thinking that maybe it was back there and he looked around, but he saw that it wasn't there. Someone had taken it and they left this old secondhand violin in its place. Well, he stayed behind the curtain for a minute and then he thought, well, the show must go on. And so he came out to his audience and he said, ladies and gentlemen, I will show you that music is not the instrument, but in the soul. And he played like he'd never played before. And out of that old violin, the music poured out and the audience enjoyed it so. And the applause almost lifted the roof off the building because he showed them that music was not in the instrument, not in the machine, but that music came from deep in his soul. Don't let anyone tell you that the soul does not exist. We were created in the image of God, folks. That doesn't mean that we look like God or that God looks like us. It means that there is something divine within us. The soul is who you are. It makes you special, different than everyone else. You are more than a nose and a mouth and a pair of ears and legs and arms. You have a distinct personality. Even if we could eliminate all those physical characteristics, you, the real person, would still exist. That's your soul. An atomic scientist said this, quote, Science tells us that nothing in nature, not even the tiniest particle, can disappear without a trace. Nature does not know extinction. All it knows is transformation, change. Now, if God applies this fundamental principle to the most minute and insignificant parts of the universe, doesn't it make sense to assume that God applies it also to the masterpiece of his creation, the human soul? And everything science has taught me and continues to teach me strengthens my belief in the continuity of our spiritual existence after we die. Nothing disappears without a trace. This is more than just a material world. We are more than simply material creatures. We have a soul, and that soul, by the grace of God, survives after the grave, after the body expires. And so Jesus says to us, Take care of that soul. If your soul is all that survives after death, then let's take care of it. Think about it. Take care of your soul. Take care of who you are. You may remember an incident that took place back in 2005. There was a guy named Al Ginglin who was 64 years old. He was a grandfather of seven. And this guy, who was a good man for some reason, 
went out and robbed several small banks in Illinois. When he was asked why, he said he had gotten himself into a financial hole and he just couldn't figure out another way out. The amazing part of the story is that it was his three grown sons who turned him in after one of the sons recognized a picture that was taken from a surveillance video at the bank on an internet law enforcement website. His sons turned him in because he had raised them to do what was right. Yet, he was so desperate for money that he didn't do what was right himself. Isn't that sad? A good man who had led a good life up until then. A decent man, a grandfather who raised his sons right. But in effect, he sold his soul to get out of debt. He was so desperate. When will we learn? Contrast that story to the story of a grandfather with a father who tells about his little girl. Says she was riding in the back seat of their old dilapidated old Honda Civic. And the little girl said, Daddy? He said, Yeah, honey. She said, I wish everyone was as rich as we are. There's a family with priorities and order. She was rich in the backseat of that beat-up Honda Civic. It's easy to forget, isn't it? This is more than a material world. We are more than just material beings. We have a soul. We need to take care of that soul. Don't sell it for anything. Money, power, nothing. Even if you're offered the whole world, walk away. It's still a bad, bad deal. Your soul and mine are worth so much more. Amen.